I'm, re- I'm already recording. <laughs> Gonna have all this preamble. Terrific. Should now I stop I and am. do a new one? No, I could just delete Dun-dun-dun. it. All right. I have a file. Of, <laughs> I have a file of it saved. That I just enter into. I like insert it into all of our. Every single one. <laughs> not, uh, I think one of them might not have it. I don't really yeah. remember. Yeah. You should use it just to cover edits if you edit anything out. Just it's just our transition. <laughs> if I say like drop like a C bomb or something. <laughs> oh boy. Or if we dig ourselves into a new hole, uh a la last week. <laughs> Which um, I actually uh that conversation, I was just thinking about that actually again. Um the representation in movie movies with better representation getting uh, very high reviews and the discrepancy that that kind of happens with quality a little bit uh, that we were that a were unqualified to discuss uh, and b decided to discuss. <laughs> um, uh, and, oh no, I was just thinking about that again, and I feel like Wonder Woman like has a bunch of like actual issues with the movie as it goes along. And mm-hmm. I feel like I was using Ghostbusters 2016 as like, those two are the movies and then black Panther. It's like, well, why, even though this has some flaws, why isn't this like, as people are kind of jumping on that or whatever, um, or there's there like a problem with that. And I feel like the other two, I feel like black Panther comes from much more of a cultural center, even though that it, even though it is just kind of a product made by Disney and Marvel for $200 million, uh, it's still, they still went to, uh, cultural and artistic, uh, like real world things and like decided to like express them in a way on like a budget and a scale in a marketable way that like it's, it's, it works more than like, fucking Ghostbusters answer the call as the Blu-ray calls it. Um, but yeah. Did they do a, did no. they do an Edge of Tomorrow with that? Lived I repeat to that? Yeah, the uh, the movie's tagline is now the subtitle of the movie on the Blu-ray, I think. I think it's called Ghostbusters Answer the Call. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, yeah we're in a we're in a we live in a world now where Hollywood changes titles of movies after they've been released. Yep. Um, so the movie that we saw today for now is called Annihilation. <laughs> when we get back, it could be called Annihilation. Shimmer. Annihilation Part One: Colon The Shimmer. Because apparently, I, re- I just read it's a three-part book series. So I don't know. Oh, I, I just I just saw something that said Alex Garland has no plans of making a sequel or no interest in making a sequel. So maybe it's all three books mm. combined into like one story. Cause I, I did also read too that he just kind of did it off of his memory of the book only reading it once. So it's, it's like much more of an adaptation of like his idea of what the book is, I guess. That's kind of awesome. Because that's something I would do because I'm too lazy to reread stuff, too. Uh, read a book again. Yeah, nah, I don't want to do that. Uh, <laughs> that's a quick Kubrick move. Well, that's kind of like the vibe I got, especially at the end. I was like, this is kind of a... This, I got Kubrick vibes in the last, like, 20 minutes. Yeah, because, I mean, it goes really... So... Let's talk about that. I assume you mean when it just decides to be, like, a crazy light show for, like, five minutes. Yeah, I kind of wish it went on longer. I kind of just went, wish they like 2001 did it and just got really weird with it. 
They did. Uh, it got really fucking weird. Um, you know, full spoilers, obviously. Um, the I this fits in the, a subgenre, probably of a subgenre of sci-fi movies, where it's kind of like a heart of darkness scenario, in that it'll be like a sci-fi thing where it's like this crazy thing is happening and we need to get to the center of it. And when we get to the center of it, rules are thrown out the window and we don't know what we're going to find there. Like interstellar kind of did that. This movie does it. Uh, 2001 does it, but I think 2001 probably does it the best. Uh, but that might just be like a test of time thing. Uh, I was thinking of Midnight Special. Did you ever see Midnight Special? I never got around to it, and I definitely want to because I like that director. And Michael Shannon. Michael <laughs> Shannon. Yeah, Midnight <laughs> Special. Yeah, it's special at midnight. Uh, we wake up at midnight, and uh, there's something special. Uh, midnight Special, I don't want to spoil it too much. Uh, it does become a a point where it's like we need to get to the place and then a thing will happen and it's, we can't even understand what the thing will be. Um, and I feel like when they eventually, when that reveal happens, it kind of midnight special kind of like, it's really good leading up to it. And then I think when it hits that moment, it, I really wish you'd seen it. Cause then I can talk about what I think, ha- like how I feel about how it happens and then, and then how I don't like it. Yeah. Um, interstellar, I don't think nails it. Uh, it goes for it where it's like we got to get to the he- the center of like this of the black hole, and then it's just some sort of phantom tesseract bookshelf. The only it's difference cr- with Interstellar is that it's almost it's like a plan B of the like the whole plot isn't let's get to the black hole, whereas the plot whole plot uh, of Annihilation is we're going to the Shimmer, the lighthouse. The lighthouse, yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of like McConaughey and Interstellar. Spoilers for Interstellar. He's just like, all right, like I'm, I'm gonna save. He doesn't her. say all right just once for the record. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I gotta <laughs> Thank you. drop drops Tars and then like you know what I mean. It's like an emergency plan. So yeah, it's, it, which I guess is harder to. It's like a harder pill to swallow in Interstellar because it's this grounded like. I mean, as grounded as the movie could have been. And then it just like takes a total left turn. Whereas I guess Annihilation kind of earns its left turn a little more. Um, because the whole movie is left turns. The whole, well, the whole movie is kind of left turns, but there is some like, you know, it, it seems like there's some goal, you know, and then there's like, there's it's mm-hmm. pretty simple. It's pretty straightforward. There's four, five women on an five expedition. Women. Uh-huh. To get in, get to the lighthouse, and they just yeah. and find out what the fuck is in there, and then weird shit happens. And I thought it was gonna play. I guess I thought I was gonna play like a horror movie there, and he had picked off one by one, and one person does, and then it just kind of. do. I get yeah, but I'm just saying like in terms of structure, it's like one person yeah. does, and then like the rest of them go within like five minutes of each other and then the ending happens you know it just kind of was like i thought it was a little rushed in that regard but i guess like that's the thing like everything that i had an issue with could be explained away in this movie as it just being like oh it's a weird sci-fi movie so yeah i'm like all right (laughs) as it goes along things certainly like exponentially ramp yeah you know what i mean 
Yeah. Um, but overall, I mean, I don't even think I... I asked because uh, otherwise uh, we're going to get talking about Interstellar a lot. But like, I just want to say watching Interstellar, I was like, man, we got to get to the middle of this black hole. Like, I got to see something crazy. I got to see some crazy space shit. And I like I was like, oh, it's happening. And I was like, eh, this isn't exactly what I wanted. But then yeah. a character says the bulk, the, the fifth. The, what is it? The bulk beans. The bulk beings are closing the Tesseract or something like that. Is one of the lines Tars has, and it said like we know what the fuck that means, and it's great. Uh, yeah, best part of the movie: the bulk beings are closing the fifth dimensional tesseract or some shit. Um, what'd you think uh, overall? What'd you think? Did we? I don't even think we said that. Uh, well, that's the thing. Like, I don't. I still don't really know what I think about this movie. I don't think I can yeah. really form an opinion on this movie yet. I think I need to see it again, which is uh-huh. why I haven't written a review for it yet. And also, I don't have internet, but. Uh, uh, I liked a lot of it and I'm sure, and I was going to ask you if you wanted to, if I don't know how you felt about it, but I was going to maybe make this like a little bit of a prove to me why this is a good movie or why you like it or why I should like it. Like making a case for it a little bit, Andrew. Are you trying to steal the other podcast that I do that I haven't recorded a new episode of? And while, hey, two new episodes are going to be out that have been in our back catalog for a while. The Nicholas Cage movie <laughs> Stolen and also our lost episode about Shriek, if you know what I did last Friday the 13th, which um, is a it's a commentary one. Uh, Sean, do not watch it as a commentary because I know you're a Jedi. Um, <laughs> I anywho, did, I did. anywho uh, yeah, no, I can do that. I, because I, I, like... I don't know. I I just like don't really have an opinion of it. Like you could sway me either way if you if however you feel about it. That's how I felt as the movie ended. And I stuck around for the whole credits just because I was talking to the person who I saw it with. Um, And because we were talking about it, it was like things we liked, things we didn't like. And she was saying like uh, she was like, well, there certainly were some choices, especially at the end there, because when. a character gets Kingdom of the Crystal Scold, uh, which <laughs> I think is the only way to describe it. Uh, she basically oh, turned yeah. into me. Yeah. How did, right? I not, how did I not think of that? <laughs> you see, okay, you know, I, I was I, I saw it on a date, and uh, I said that a character got Kingdom of the Crystal Scold, and she just she didn't get it, Sean. But baby, you get it. I mean, how it, many baby. fucking people would have gotten that? <laughs> I I know everything because um, even even if you like went with like she got raiders even people would be like what what <laughs> you know, know like, points of points of the more popular one and it's still a pretty obscure reference <laughs> like in Boss Baby when they do the oh. So if someone were to fall into a magic formula that turns them into a big fat colossal boss baby. <laughs> I, I could say that somebody got boss babied, I guess. Man. I'm going to try to work a boss baby reference into every episode now. That's, that's <laughs> w- a new thing. I was going to do that on Andrew Makes a Case where I was never going to do an episode for the boss baby, but I was just going to constantly just tell Tom that he needs to watch it and just be like, it's just like basically what you're doing to me right now. <laughs> I like that the two of us are just like, oh, boy, now that I have all this information about the boss baby in my brain, I just need to ruin other people's day with it. I need to interject boss baby into everybody's life. Yeah, it's um, fucking Tof- Toby Maguire is in that movie. Um, 
I forget what I was going to say. She got Jennifer Jason Lee gets Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skulled, and when he's talking about is when. Kate Blanchett dies at the end of Crystal Skull. Because she wishes for her to know everything, and it's too much. And so her eyes burst into flames, and then she is, explodes into ashlight. Because, <laughs> you know, I don't know if you knew this, Sean, but knowledge was their treasure. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> hey, at least we're getting an episode five to kind of cleanse the palate, and I hope it's going to be like the last crusade to... Make it like Logan. It's... It ooh. bring Shia LaBeouf back. I don't care. I <laughs> he you earned can it. make I that think, character work. I think you can like yeah. What do they do it? They do it with somebody in another franchise where it like maybe. I mean, it seems like they're trying to do it with Lex Luthor. Um, <laughs> yeah, by let's make G- Jesse Eisenberg just Gene Hackman. Well, uh, I, I'm on board. Um, <laughs> You said oh, that like, you said that the way Eisenberg with Eisenlex would say it. Just like <laughs> I'm on board. <laughs> um, I don't so know. that's what he says. What, okay, do you want to go mom. through this plot? And we'll, we could do yeah. it. We could tell it in terms of like how it happens chronologically in the story and not because it jumps around a lot. Yeah, let's 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 go. Let's not get bogged in the plot. But I I, I did have a point when I was talking about the credits. Um, uh, while I was sitting through the credits, I was thinking about it. I was like, I think I liked this a lot. It's not perfect because I don't think it completely nails the heart of darkness when they get there. But the but I was like, what the fuck is this about? What is this saying thematically? Because I was like, Alex Garland, who wrote and directed it, he also, I was looking at some of his other credits. I didn't realize all the stuff he was, he's worked on. He did the 28, I think he either did 28 days or 28 weeks. He worked worked on Sunshine a little bit, which I fucking love Sunshine. He wrote Dread. I'm pretty sure he like shadow directed Dread after like control of the movie. Like the director kind of. I, he just kind of took over. Then he did, I think that was like a rumor I'd heard about the production of that. Uh, and then he did Ex Machina. Um, that was the first movie he wrote and directed, which I tried to watch before I caught this, and I didn't have time yesterday to do so. Uh, bu- bu- so let's start at the beginning. At the beginning of the movie, I walked in several minutes late. So I heard Natalie Portman wrapping up her conversation about cancer cells. Sean, what happened? Okay. How does this movie open? So does the scene with her and her colleague happen after that when she when he's like you can go to a barbecue? Yes. Okay. I don't think I really um, missed anything, but I feel I don't like think her, you did either. I feel like her conversation about cells was probably like super fucking important. Like I this is going to be oh, this is going to okay. sound Okay. So they're talking about cancer cells and she says that it's they're showing like it in a microscope and how fast they multiply. And she says like the basis, um, cause now, all right, can I just forward this whole thing with saying I, when I walked out of it, I was like, this is uh, a trippy serious version of evolution starring David Duchovny. Holy um, shit, dude. A hundred fucking percent. And it's yeah. I was getting Prometheus vibes, but I feel like, this has come up where you do really like the movie Evolution, right? Like, I love the movie. I rewatched it today because I, I didn't <laughs> want to send it to you. I didn't want to send the snap to you. Did I send the snap to you? I haven't checked my Snapchat all day, honestly. All right. I'll check it right I'm now. Glad, 
If I did, I'm glad you didn't because I wanted to save that reveal for the podcast. Because oh, should I not look at my Snapchat I, right now? Well, no, no, you can now because the cat's out of the bag. Uh, yeah. I, no, I rewatched. I, sent I, I sent a Snapchat. And I'm going to post a meme that I made to uh, our Instagram to promote this episode. Um, <laughs> I was like. I was like rewatching Annihilation and I, I like sent it to a bunch of people as a picture of like David Duchovny and evolution. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, is it, I, I, I don't know. You're not um, wrong though. You're not wrong. I'm from what not, I remember from evolution. I'm not like, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Should have brought some head and shoulders. And the basic, the basic plot elements of a meteor or something from outer space hitting a point and an ecosystem starts to grow from it. And the monsters, monsters, like there, it's evolving, and people, it's it's like the rules are very different, obviously, and like obviously there's a comedic backbone, like the backbone of evolution is comedy, and this is like obviously yeah. a sci-fi horror, like crazy movie, but yeah. the the very basics are exactly the same. Yeah. Um. Holy shit! Uh. Wow. Uh. Boy. Oh boy. I was. <laughs> I was just thinking of Prometheus a little bit, but yeah, a little bit, a little bit of that. Uh, but nah, you're right. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Have a good night. Our shortest episode by at least an hour. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, like, Natalie Portman is a cancer. She's a biologist, cancer researcher. And even though we missed the very beginning, I, I, is there a scene that establishes that she makes it out? And just talking to Benedict Wong at the opening. Yes, I do think there that has to be. That was like the, the one opening, thing that was missing. Yes. Okay, and that's like the one major issue I had with this movie was that I felt like if it was chronological, or at least they didn't reveal that she got out, Did I would she? have been a little bit more invest. Well, spoil. All right. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't know. I just was kind of like, I guess the twist at the end, kind of undoes it but i i felt like my sense of like peril my sense of peril was kind of like lost you know well she had talked about their them seeing duplicates she sees those two crazy deer she you they keep going back to the cells replicating and stuff like that so it's like it feels like it's a movie, and like Oscar Isaac doesn't remember anything about his past when he shows up. Where it's just like, you really don't. I I, I was assuming there was going to be some sort of like, she's not really her kind of kind of twist. Like, he, but you don't know what's going on because there's a couple other little things with her in those interviews. I forget what point in the movie I realized that she doesn't have that fucking tattoo, the Urboros figure eight on her arm it, for the majority of her excursion. Apparently Oscar yep. Isaac also had it. The attic well, girl, that's, the attic yeah, well, girl has it. That Well, that's why that uh, one of the people I saw it with said if it was like a birthmark or something, it would have worked better because t- a tattoo is inorganic. It's not like you're, it, it doesn't change your DNA, DNA, I guess. So like, cause like basically in the, the rules of the shimmer is that everything just gets scrambled. DNA gets scrambled like a radio signal and it just like sh- people just get mute. Like it's crazy. Like there's like cross breeds of animals and there's animals breeded bred with like plants and it's, mm-hmm. it's nuts. Yeah. Um, 
so I, that was just kind of like a because I started to notice it like tor- like probably like halfway through. I was like, oh, someone else has that tattoo. She probably, you know. But then he I said like that if if it was something like actual like a birthmark or something, it would have been better. But that yeah, I get what you're saying. But I, I feel like it's still just like a I, I, that was like something where I was like, I don't quite get it. Uh, here's a thought. And, and that's supported gonna, by the fact that you shouldn't get it because tattoos wouldn't do that. Yeah. Uh, can I? It's kind of a. If I throw out a okay, thought yeah. about how it might work, uh, it'll cut as far ahead in the plot. And I would like to do a little bit of the plot because it's a weird okay. movie. So we get Natalie Portman establishes a scientist. She gives a, a speech. Also, after, before that, presumably, I don't know because I didn't see, uh, she's talking to Benedict Wong, who when he showed up, I was like, I fucking love this guy. I'm glad he's in this. Um, uh-huh. uh, and then she talks to her colleagues who's like, hey, come to a barbecue this weekend. And she's like, I got to paint our, I mean, my room. And she starts getting upset. And then he's just like, it's been a year. You got to get over it kind of thing. So you learn that she, she had a husband who's dead, cut to a scene of Natalie Portman crying in a house, uh, looking at pictures of Oscar Isaac. Um, and then she starts painting. And then suddenly downstairs, somebody's in the house and it's Oscar Isaac. He walks upstairs. He's dressed completely in black and he shows up and she's just like, where the fuck have you been? Because he's a soldier. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't always know where he, He's at. Uh, you can see. I'm, I'm just gotta check something. And keep going. Oh, okay. She doesn't really know where he's sent. None of the other girls. None of the other partners in his military's unit knew where they went. She thought maybe Pakistan or something like that. Uh, and so they start talking. They have a conversation, and there's a really interesting shot where it's just on this glass of water, and it just kind of like warps everything. And I, I thought that was really cool. Um, then Oscar Isaac takes a sip of water. And there's a bunch of blood in the water, so they call, cut to ambulance speeding away. He's, like, coughing up blood really violently. The ambulance is speeding. Then a bunch of black SUVs and a helicopter fucking come out of nowhere, pull him over, knock out Natalie Portman, take away Oscar Isaac. She wakes up in Area X, which is fucking awesome, uh, of a, like, title Great, card. Yeah, it really, that's some old-school sci-fi, sci-fi shit. Like, that's awesome. Um And the person I saw this with, she'll be mad if I quote this, but uh, she said that uh, Natalie Portman's butt is basically a tertiary character in this movie. Uh, I feel like that scene where she woke up, I was just like, all right, there's there's a lot of Natalie Portman butt in this movie. You know what, Sean, cut this out. I don't care. It's... I made a great joke about she said it was a tertiary character, and then I was like more like a tertiary character. (laughs) (laughs) Keep going. I just gotta keep going. I just gotta go check something. Okay, so tertiary because it's a play on words on tertiary. Uh, Do you want me to keep going on that? Yeah, you can keep going. Okay. So she wakes up, meets Jennifer Jason Lee, who I didn't recognize. Sean, that half of these actresses, I knew who they were. I didn't realize that was Jennifer Jason Lee. I was trying to figure it out the whole fucking movie, and then it took me a while to realize that was Tessa Thompson, um, who shows up later. Basically, they find they Oscar Isaac gets put into quarantine. Natalie Portman is shown the shimmer, which is this crazy radioactive like field that it's just like this crazy like refractions and bending of light. This uh, like it's like a mirage that's like floating up. I don't know how to describe it. Uh, 
that Sean is walking around his house right now. <laughs> uh, and she's told all about the shimmer. Sean, where are you going? It is darkness. What are you what are you, what are you doing? I'm drying out some eggplant for dinner and okay. I had to run downstairs. I heard all that though cuz like I I have Andrew on my phone so I took him with me. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to bring our audience with you as well cuz I was like, "Wait, what's happening? What is happening? You just got up and started walking around." I'm like, "I all right. Um make it Sunday dinner." Ooh. Uh it is 10 o'clock here. Uh so, yeah, so she basically finds out that Oscar Isaac and his team went into the Shimmer. And every team that's ever gone in for th- the Shimmer is like this weird field that three years ago popped up around a lighthouse. And anybody who went in never came out. And Oscar Isaac is the first person who ever came out. He's completely unstable, but in quarantine, um, like physically unstable. Oh. So the scene you missed was a meteor or something hitting the lighthouse, too. Oh, there's a meteor, so it's alien. It's from outer space. It looks, it appears that together. to be a meteor. The thing is, though, whatever I missed at the very, very beginning, like, it, the movie still 100% worked. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, no, no. You, you missed, like, some very, very basic, like, plop setup. Yeah. And that you could easily, like, it's, yeah. I assume, I wasn't that sure was, if they would have shown the shimmer at all before. It was kind hence, of cool. Hence the evolution connection. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> But I'm sure I forget. It, I'm sure it hits something ridiculous in evolution, like a cow. It just lands in the. Oh no! It, it hits the the his car. <laughs> Sean William Scott's car. Remember that? Uh, and he's got like he still drives it for the rest of the movie. It's like beat to shit because a meteor hit it. <laughs> I completely forgot Sean William Scott was in that movie, but that checks out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember because I watched it today. <laughs> I watched it ten minutes ago. Um, okay, that's cool. I, I was I wasn't sure if they would have shown the shimmer beforehand, even if in like a title card or something. But so watching it the way that I did, I kind of like that it took like twenty minutes to like get the reveal of the fucking shimmer, which on the outside, like even amidst this crazy light, I really like the scenes outside of the shimmer. Like it was interesting. Um, the so basically, she, she learns every team goes in, no one comes out. Uh, they don't really know what goes on in there. Radio waves don't come out. Jennifer Jason Lee's been watching, observing it for three years, uh, and there's going to be a team that's going into the shimmer uh, of three other women as well as Jason, Jennifer Jason Lee. One is like a paramedic. One is just really f- marine. One's like a marine. One's like really fucking smart. And Natalie Portman was in the military for like seven years before switching to being a scientist. Um, and she fucking sells it the entire movie. Like I was like, good. I was like, what you want, Natalie? To drink and fight? What you want, Natalie? To fuck all night? She busts in dudes' mouths like Gushers, motherfucker. Uh, which is the greatest line of the Natalie Portman rap. I bust in dudes' mouths like Gushers, motherfucker. It's great. Uh, so we get our team. Our all-women team, which was a fucking awesome thing that I did not know this movie had. Uh, and then they just go in to into the Shimmer um, to find out 
what the source of the ep- go to the epicenter at the lighthouse and find out why. And one of the mysteries is why does Jennifer Jason Lee now suddenly want to go into the shimmer after three years of observing it? Uh, so once they go in, we get another. This movie does do title cards, um, like chapters, which I thought was cool. Um, I like what, mm-hmm. I like when movies do that, but uh, so we get one uh, when they go into the shimmer and. It cuts to Natalie Portman having an affair with that dude who asked her to the barbecue. And it's like, oh, shit, I guess that happened. Uh, and then it cuts to them in the shimmer at a camp. And everyone's just like, and Natalie Portman wakes up and everyone's like in the middle of a bunch of stuff. And Natalie Portman's just like, I really don't know what the fuck's going on. And people are like, well, judging by the way we've been eating, like our food's missing. We've probably been here for like three days, but no one remembers it. And it's real crazy in here. Uh, you feel free to chime in, Sean. I don't want to just keep recounting the plot. Uh, yeah, no, you're, yeah, you're good. You're doing good. Um, that's the basic stage, that was a, right? Yeah. Now I think we can yeah, jump around and do scene by scene. And yeah, no, yeah, now it's, so they're there and then they're, they're basically walking around getting kind of like a little bit of avatar vibes with some of the visuals, especially the deer, the deer. Um, and there were some bioluminescent flowers at certain points. Yeah. Yeah. The vegetation. Um, so from there they keep going and they walk yeah. to this base, right? Am I, is that that soon? No. Uh, so they hit a couple locations along the way. I think the first one they find is like a little bit of like a pond and a shack that's kind of sunken into it. Oh yeah. I missed that. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah. So they check out the shack and while they're there, there's flat, there's a bunch of fucking flowers and it's like beautiful. That's the thing inside the shimmer. There's a bunch of like the plant life inside is beautiful. All the nature and stuff. It's colorful, but then eventually, like, all that color starts to turn to menace as the movie goes along. It's really interesting. Um, Yeah. The flowers are all, like, wildly different. Like, you got orchids and, like, I guess poppies and daffodils. I don't know what flowers are. All all on this. You know, you're already naming more than I would know. Who am I? Ellie Sattler? Am I some sort of paleobotanist? They're... All on the same vine and like the mutations of the plants all are like interconnected. So it'd be like if I was also like a giraffe and also like an elephant and also like a dolphin and also a me um, kind of thing. Uh, and so or like have like a giraffe, like be like some sort of crazy hybrid creature. Um, so they're looking around and then suddenly Tessa Thompson's character, who is brilliant basically she's they i forget what her specific th- i forget what her and the other and shepherd's specific skills were tessa thompson is just like mm. they're, they're literally like she's just really fucking smart you know yeah and i also you're right when you were saying um you were forgetting you didn't realize who they were and you were like trying to or you didn't realize jennifer jason lee i didn't recognize tessa thompson until the credits i was like oh that was Tessa Thompson. It wasn't until her death scene where I was like, and she had all of our gear. Cause most of the movies she's wearing like a bunch of like heavy jackets and stuff. And like the way her, this is going to sound probably gross. Like her body shape and everything like did not seem like Tessa Thompson from like Thor mm. or whatever. And she's, and she's wearing glasses too. Yeah. Um, 
Clark Kent? Clark Kent, bro. <laughs> we um, just said it at the same fucking time. Good. Uh, um, so Clark, Tessa Thompson gets attacked. Well, there's, well, there's, uh, yeah, well, yeah. there's also a reason why she's wearing heavy long sleeve coats we'll and stuff too, that. is because that happens in the next scene. Yeah, um, yeah. So they get attacked. Tessa Thompson gets attacked uh, by something in the water. Pulls her in, and everyone's like, "What the fuck?" Like, and they're all like, "They get her away. She doesn't seem hurt, but they like grabbed her bag and tried to pull her into the water." Um, then everyone else is kind of gets together and then suddenly boom, the shack is like shaking and then like you see the splashing in the water and then this huge fucking albino alligator comes out and it's like charging at him. It's trying to attack him. And then Natalie Portman like lights it the fuck up. This movie does make great scene. What's up? Yeah. This movie makes guns scary. Like the way, the, the way the guns work in this movie is like if they f- guns fuck shit up in this movie and they only use them like twice. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. It's very, it's very at, like pointed. It's effective, yeah, um, yeah, which is cool. Uh, it's cool, you know, because like there's so many sci-fi movies where shit like that would attack, and it'd be like its skin is too, its leathery skin is too d- dense to like break through. It's evolved into something. Uh, hit it with head and shoulders, and then they would be able to <laughs> shoot it. Um, Ethan Souple is here. Ethan <laughs> Fucking A, Ethan Suplee. Uh So they kill the alligator, and then they look at it, and it's just got rows and rows of teeth, teeth that don't belong to an alligator, too. It kind of looks like... Uh, it's also white, too. Albino, yeah. Right? And it looks like yeah. fleshy and almost like burned. It, it's it's weird. It's interesting. It's cool design that it's not too alien, but it certainly isn't off. It doesn't look yeah, right. Yeah, it doesn't look right. Um it's cool though. Uh, so the next scene, one of the people finds a boat, and the boat scene. This is the most important scene of the movie, I think, which is what you wanted to talk about. Where mm-hmm. Shepard and Natalie Portman talk about the members of the team. Do you remember that scene? Do you want to talk about that scene? I feel like I'm. Yeah. So yeah, I'll I'll chime in. I'm talking uh, a lot right now. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's fine. No, it's, yeah. Um, they, Miley Portman's like, so what's going on? And she, Chepper goes saying how. It's like a suicide mission. We're basically, yeah, well, yeah, they've been studying it for three years and no one's come out except for Oscar Isaac. Uh-huh. So they're like, we all kind of have nothing to live for. Yeah. Anymore, like you know, so we're all you know. So Tessa Thompson, she's wearing long sleeve shirts because she had a history of self harm. So yeah. she has, she's hiding her scars. Um, they, they, and sorry, I'm talking directly into my mic because I'm adjusting it. But they specifically say it's uh, self destructive behavior. Um, yeah, uh, which goes along with the suicide mission kind of thing. Uh, the conversation. Yeah. And then Shepard had a child that she lost to cancer, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Was that? Did I miss? No, no. I think yeah. she had this cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then because that that kind of ties in with what Natalie Portman was talking about. Yeah, it's it earlier. It's Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson had a history of self harm. The paramedic uh, was an addict. Um, she says she's sober, so that means she's an addict. Uh, mm-hmm. They don't know Jennifer Jason Lee's deal. Um, Shepard says that her daughter died, and she was like, it's really like two people 
two people died that day. Um, her daughter and herself and her old and who she used to be, I think is how she, she phrases it. Something along those lines. I don't remember the exact line. Mm-hmm. And Natalie Portman also hasn't explained to anybody that Oscar, she was Oscar Isaac's husband. And like, he came out of the shimmer. Like she doesn't explain that. Like the one person who came out was my husband. So I want to go find out what the fuck is up with this kind of thing. She doesn't explain that, but, uh, I think she said she, I think she just tells her that she lost her husband and like that's her reason for going in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but they talk about okay, so this is oh, I'm just gonna cut to the chase. This I think is the most important scene in the movie, Sean. And this is what I went back to. I literally went to the I, took, I was taking a piss and I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, I think I kind of figured out what I was paying. Very important. Um, the <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think the movie as a whole is thematically about self-destruction um, and the different way, different way, forms it can kind of take because um, everybody's fate is kind of determined by how they look at it and like what their self-destruct, what their form of self-destruction and how they usually self-destruct because everybody does it. It's it is a human thing, and like the movie touches on that, uh, and what ultimately ends up happening to everybody is like reflective of how they treat themselves. So we can yeah. talk about that as we go, because the next thing that happens so, is they find that base. <laughs> I don't want to cut you okay, off. Well, also, I, we already talked about it too. Natalie Portman's affair is self destructive, I guess, or her marriage self destructed to lead her to uh-huh. that. Um, because as far, I think at that point when you find out she's having the affair, which is kind of, I guess, somewhat later on in the film, you find out right, it's like halfway through, you see her having sex with that dude. Um, but you don't know if that's like a dream or whatever. Well, they cut, they cut to it twice too. They cut to it. Don't they cut to it once you don't see who it is. And then the second time you see it, it, you see that it's him. Or I think the when they go into the shimmer, and unless this happens at the beginning of the movie, but I think that when they go into the shimmer, they show that it's him, and then it just cuts away, and then she wakes up, and um, oh, at okay. camp. I, I, yeah, I'm misremembering. I definitely need to see this movie yeah. again. The second time, um, there's a full scene, and I don't remember when that scene comes in. Yes, yes, and she, you're right. That's the latest, yeah. She talks about how she and hates him and doesn't want to see him ever again. No. Okay, so to, I think – all right, this is what I'm remembering now. I think the first time you don't explicitly know if it's an affair or not because you're like, oh, maybe it's like right. – right. It happened right, it before, happened right before they go in. she left or whatever, and then you find out that she she's having an affair with him much earlier in into Oscar Isaac leaving into the shimmer than you thought, I guess is what and it I is. I think you get that weird scene of Oscar Isaac sitting next to her being like, I got to leave a day early. Um, you know, I still love you. I think he says, he's like, you know, I love you. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it's like kind of weird. And she's like, yeah, and it's kind of confusing. They trickle all of the react. They trickle like his reaction in before you get the full confirmation that she cheated on him because her whole motivation is about how much she loves Oscar Isaac at the beginning. So when you find out that she's flawed in that way, that she had an affair with um, her colleague, I don't know the actor. I don't remember the character's name um, off the top of my head. Uh, it, it's interesting because now she's like a much more flawed character 
and you kind of understand why she went in, and you also understand why Oscar why Oscar Isaac ultimately went into the Shimmer, right? Yeah, because yeah. they're now on that marriages right are falling apart, self destructive behavior. Mm-hmm. I, I did a thing where I put mm-hmm. my hand mm-hmm. to the side of my my mouth and I leaned in and went like I'm telling Sean a secret, but I'm saying it real loud. Uh, it's a thing I do. On the internet. (laughs) It was worse because it was over Skype. And then I had to explain it. Explain a visual thing. Uh, Um, Yeah. Um, So I guess I think you're right, though, with the whole at least one of the major themes being mm, self-destruction. Yeah. This is, again, my interpretation. and, mm -hmm, And I think there are probably... Uh, it's one of those movies that probably you could put pull whatever you really want out mm-hmm. of it. Um, and so they keep going. They keep pushing on. They go to they the base next. The base. Yes. Which, so this is like a military base. They go in and they find out that you see Kane is his name, right? Yeah. Oscar yeah. Isaac. They see his name along with other names and they, they find out it was like a, a watch schedule. Like you're on watch, you're on guard for these. Yeah. Times. Oscar Isaac was and, in uh, the last group yeah. that was sent into the shimmer. And that's the group. I, all the names on the board were the last group that was sent in and you find out where it's like, okay, they were here. They were defending it. They had a perimeter. We need to do the fucking same thing. Cause if this is where they were at, we mm-hmm. need to make sure. Cause it looks very fucking regimented what they were doing. Like they were holed in for a little yeah. while. Yeah, and I also noticed a few of the names were crossed out, so I think that means they died. Yep, um, I like that. That was cool. Yeah, detail. one of the names um, was Shelley, which I feel like Frankenstein reference. Eh, I don't know. Could mm, be reaching, but mm, I want. I don't know. I, I yeah. wanted it to be one. You know. Well, thematically, not really, but like in terms of like mismatching pieces and like piecing people together, yes, absolutely. The Frankenstein's the best sci-fi story, if you ask me, buddy, because that's me sounding pretentious. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's Frankenstein's <laughs> monster. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's the monster. Frankenstein was the scientist. Um, the uh. So they're on watch. They go down. They find a um, a camera or a, Memory a, card. a hard drive. They find a, a an SD an SD card, <laughs> a, 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 a tape, a DVD, <laughs> uh, uh, an old projector. <laughs> it's a it's like a thirty two gigabyte Sandisk. Um, Some sort of film micro nerds. SD. Um, um, so they put it into the camera that they have and they watch the tape. In this scene, uh, Devin, who was there, when he went to the bathroom during this scene, I was like, you probably missed one of the creepiest and craziest scenes it in the movie. Fucked that me also up. is like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh there Oscar Isaac has the camera or they, someone's holding it on Oscar Isaac and he's he's got a knife and he's like check this shit he out. Seems like, like and they have amped a guy up about it. It's really yeah. unsettling. It feels like, ritualistic. It's it, and the way it's shot, it's creepy as hell. Yeah, it's, um, it's like so light flashlight on the camera, handheld, yeah, handy cam, yeah, real like Blair yeah. Witch shit. Um, so they sh- he he digs a knife into this guy who's like I think he's like bleeding at the mouth, but he's still kind of lucid, yeah. right? 
Um, so he cuts. He, he I. <laughs> it went from like me thinking evolution, like oh, it's like a bug inside of him, to like oh, he's cutting right across his stomach and then cutting down and then cutting back across and like basically opens a giant flap yep. of skin and opens it up. And then his intestines are like slither, almost like slithering like a snake. Or it's not even really his intestines. It's like this snake-like. It's an organ. Yeah. Organ kind of thing. And it's like, but it's like his organ. It's not a separate entity. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like the Cloverfield paradox. And he's filled with worms. It's not. (laughs) In a gyrosphere. It's not super. It's it's not as much gory as it is just like really unsettling and like it just gives you the heebie-jeebies. It really fucking did. Um, Oscar Isaac puts his arm yeah. underneath one of the coiling like rows of it and it's like slithering along his arms and like behind it and he's like, you fucking see that shit? And then like the, the characters like shut yeah. the camera off and like, fuck no. Uh, yeah, that scene fucked me up. Like that was fucking, that yeah. worked. And you know what? It's like, I don't even think I don't even think about the special effects of that scene now that we're talking about it. It just works that scene. I feel like that's mm-hmm. like a combination mm-hmm. of like probably like a now I'm thinking about the special effects of it, but it's probably like a full body mold for the dude to cut into, like a practical thing to cut into. That could have been all practical. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I think uh, if they probably did what they did with Iron Man when they that's did the I'm chest thinking. piece, they stick his head into the wall, like through the wall, and. Put make the rest of the body, and yeah. I think the slithering when you first when he first opens it up, it looks kind of CGI. It could be, I don't know. I think like the insides, I think. I don't it, know, I don't know. I wasn't, I, I, I was so wrapped up in the scene, like they set a really like tense mood that I like didn't the, the effects didn't like distract me yeah. from it at all. No, the, so because there were some effects that do kind of distract you from the movie, but yeah, uh, that scene in particular was very well executed and probably probably one of the best scenes in the movie. Really honestly, really fucking striking image. Um, so yeah. they're immediately all just like, what the fuck? Natalie Portman's like, what the fuck? And the mm-hmm. only other person who knows her connection to Oscar Isaac is Jennifer Jason Lee, who doesn't say anything, um, which is important. Oh. Also, I think we should preamble a lot of this stuff, too, with they keep saying they either all died or they all killed each other. And that's right. like kind of a big that's a huge, point. That's huge, yeah. Um, the two theories. Because, like, the theory is that when they kill each other, they think that the shimmer is making them crazy. So now you're like, okay, did they just cut this dude open because they were crazy? And then the people that are watching the tape are hallucinating what's inside. Like, it's just like... Now you're you just like start questioning everything because of that now, um, because you don't know the people, the parties in the video could be crazy and the people watching that video could probably be going crazy and seeing things. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the back background of this whole what they're trying to figure out. And you, at that um, point in the movie, you have evidence of both where it's like, it could just be albino crocodiles eating everybody, or it could just be ritualistic where we went crazy shit. Um, then mm. they walk around the facility a little bit more after it. Well, first of all, everyone freaks the fuck out and they kind of argue. And then, but there is like a, that vibe of like, you're not sure if anybody even remembers what happened before any, like, an hour or a day before any of this stuff. You know what I mean? Like they forgot everything when mm-hmm. they first yep. went in. 
every night they go to sleep, the reset buttons hit at least mm. at night. So like how you could they could be that you that's basic short term memory loss, but you don't know if it's yeah. hourly. It it you know daily minute by the minute. It kind of feels so. like they only know how to move forward and like how to exist currently. Like there is a weird vibe with everybody where everyone's just like I don't. Like Natalie Foreman has a discussion later where she's like, I don't know why I would want to go back. We got to just keep going forward. Like, it, she. Yeah, because they say, like, it's six days back that way to where we came from, and it's two days to get to where mm. we need to go. Let's just go where we need to go. We can get out yeah. through the beach. It's kind of clear so plan. that's her. Um, you, can, you can only move forward, yeah. kind of thing. Um, this was one of my favorite scenes in the movie. They're looking around the, the facility, the base. Uh, I keep saying Jennifer Jason Lee, but I forgot what her name was, and I just remembered. Jennifer Jason Lee in this crazy sci-fi movie plays a character named Doctor Ventress. Man, do I love that! That's so like cheesy in the right way, and it's like, oh boy, she's probably going to be kind of evil, right? Like she's going to be no good. Yeah. Uh, Ventress. I was getting like B. I was getting like saw like B movie vibes the whole Seinfeld? time. Oh no! Just <laughs> the the whole movie. Like I was just getting yeah, B movie vibes. Yeah. Like, but like done in a way that this director would do it in the twenty first yeah. century. Um, yeah. It so works. yeah, they go into the facility. They go into the yep. pool. You can take it back. They from go there. into the pool, and it's Tessa Thompson. I think I'm cutting ahead a little bit. You know, you know. I think when you when they walk in, this is where the dude with the organs was. Uh, where he was cut open. And what's in place now is a whole lot of mold and fungus that has exploded out through his fucking body. His legs are, like, level where, like, somebody would be sitting on a chair. Everything else is like, exploded out this, like, blue, yellow, orange fucking mound of fungus, like, formed onto the wall. Like, in the game The Last of Us, that happens with... In the game The Last of Us... The, the fungus, the cordyceps fungus that exists in real life, which is fun, uh, that infects ants and bugs <laughs> uh, in, like, the rainforest. It, like, infects them in the brain, and then... Oh, yeah, and it bursts, it bursts, it bursts through, their through their bodies. Yeah, I've in the game that. The Last of Us, it's yeah. if that fungus starts affecting people and, like, what, like, that's, the, that's the, the way the zombie plague works in The Last of Us. But there's certain areas where you go and there's, like, a couple enemies that are, like, fungus has, like, fucking taken over, like, 150% of their body where they're covered in like armor plating because it's just like gross biofungus. Uh, but there's a couple times where you see bodies, dead bodies that have, are just like exploded and it's like the nervous system, but like a fungal form of the nervous system just like exploded out and like outstretched on a wall in the vague shape of like what a human used to be. And it's the same kind of thing in this, but it's way more fucking terrifying where it's like his legs are on the ground. It's like a mound of fungus like built into the wall of all these crazy disgusting fucking colors but it's so vibrant and then his like torso and his fucking head is like his torso is like eight feet off the ground probably like exploded out and then his head is like split like from like the lower jaw to where like the brain was is like split uh and it's just like fungal and it it's like a fucking altar it's it's fucking, it, it's gross as shit. It's such a striking fucking image. This movie, it, I keep saying striking <laughs> images, but like this movie's got a lot of them. It's got memorable shit. Uh, mm. So presumably, yeah, it's, 
The imagery in this movie is intense, really is. to say the least. Uh, I kept thinking about how crazy this movie would be on acid because it kind of looks and feels like an acid trip, and it's just like, I was like, mm-hmm. boy, I don't think mm-hmm. I would want to do this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was it's 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 yeah. unsettling. It's uh um yeah, that was really cool and I was like I really hope we get to see that happen to someone in this group. <laughs> like I was I, I had that fucked up. I was like that would be like this generation's like chestburster kinda I was I getting like up. if we have like a chest bursting I would scene. throw up if they like practically did that somehow, like I it would that's what I'm saying. It would the been coolest so fucking cool. things I would throw um, the fuck up. But it, it, it's unclear if like um, that's just what yeah. the shimmer does to decay. Because like decay is like, well, that's yeah, right. Like because the funk, there's mm-hmm. yeah, like that could have been a thing that that might not necessarily have killed him. It might have just taken over him yeah. after he died. Because uh, he probably would have died from the wound that Oscar Isaac gave him. Yeah. He cuts his stomach open with like no anesthesia or anything. You know what I mean? Like that that would that would probably yeah. just kill anybody. So Yeah, it's hard to say whether or not that killed him or he died and then the fungus kinda it took and in, came into his body and exploded out. Ugh. It's so fucking gross is all I know. I, there, there, there's like a lot of like this like white kind of it looks like everything's frozen. It's like this frosty kind of like fungus that's on everything, and this like kind of fuzzy frosty. I don't know how to describe it. It kind of looks like fresh snow, and like his legs were like molded in by that. Oscar Isaac's face gets covered by it a little bit, and I think uh, Shepard, when they find her dead, has a little bit on it. Like she has a little bit of that on her face too. Oh boy! Yeah, um, keep going. I gotta, I, I gotta start my next phase of uh, All right, dinner well, prep. Sean's prepping dinner. Uh, I'll try and remember what happens next. Oh, uh, so no one wants to go to sleep in this place, but they all do. And Buddy Natalie Portman stays up to work on her microscope. She looks at the microscope, and she's finally there to sit on her throne uh, as Prince Bel Air. Uh, she. Um, she's looking at like samples from probably the mold that she like kind of took a sample. She takes a sample from the exploded man altar, uh, which is the only way I think I can describe it. Um, and she sees there's like a cell and then there's like, it separates into a new duplicate cell, but it's all the colors, like the undulating colors of like the shimmer. Uh, and she's literally just like, I don't fucking understand what the hell is happening here. Um, Shepard is awake uh, and is talking to her a little bit, just being like, "Hey, is anything making sense? Is it unra- Is the mystery unraveling?" She's like, "Nah, not at all." Um, and so she can't really sleep. She's asking. Uh, she decides to go talk to Doctor Ventress. She starts talking to her about uh, heading to the lighthouse. Uh, while they're there. Um, uh, Dr. Ventress talks to her about Oscar Isaac and says, like, well, why didn't you say anything to the other people about um, having known him? Bec- and then, or no, she's like, I didn't th- initially I didn't think it was a good idea for you not to say that you were married to Oscar Isaac. But after watching that video, it's definitely a good fucking idea that you didn't say anything because everyone would freak the fuck out. So while she's talking to her, there's suddenly a loud, like, 
animal noise and then like a fuck and like also like a metal kind of clang. Natalie Portman pulls out some night vision goggles. She's looking around. She sees there's a huge fucking hole in the fence. And at this point it wakes up um, Shepard and Josie and the addict girl, the addict girl who I don't remember what her name was. Uh, and so everyone comes out, guns drawn. It's like, what the fuck was that? It's like something big came through the fence. They fucking cut open the fence. We don't know. And then literally out of nowhere, a giant fucking bear creature grabs Shepard and drags her the fuck away. And like they like shoot at it, but they don't get it. They can't find her. Uh, the next day, they find like her shoe or something like that and a little bit of a track. And they decide to track it down. And then... Uh, Natalie Portman decides to go alone to go find it. The girl who's an addict wanted to go with her. Natalie Portman says no, and the two of them had already kind of been arguing. Uh, That scene where they were talking about um, going going back, just getting the fuck out of there, uh, had happened, uh, where the girl who was an addict really wanted to leave. Tessa Thompson's Josie really wanted to leave. Uh, Ventress is like, I'm going to the lighthouse. I don't give a fuck. Uh, Natalie Portman is like six days backwards, two days to the lighthouse, and then we can just follow the coastline and get out probably easier, not have to be in the, the woods. Um, and then, so they're kind of button heads. Natalie Portman's just like, no, I don't want you to come with me. Uh, then Natalie Portman goes off to find, to see if Shepard's still alive. She sees this crazy deer which appears to duplicate uh, where it's like a cross Mm. between a deer and like a plant then like a tree. Like its antlers are kind of like flowery and stuff like that. And on its skin kind of has flowers. And then the second one appears. That's not a hundred percent the same, but it's really close and they mimic the same movements and they run off. Now the poor one's like, all right. Uh, And then she eventually finds Shepard's body with her throat ripped out. And then she returns to the group is like, yeah, she's dead. We got to keep going. Uh, And then I think flower people, they 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 set up a camp at another place. And there's these flower plants that are in the shape of people. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that's the next scene. And um, they're like, so now the flowers are taking humanoid form. Yeah. Right? Kind of. It's it's So you would have, I assumed too that people just died standing there, or like, or like the yeah. plants took them over. Uh, but Tessa Thompson now is just like, oh, I think I figured it out. Uh, but while she says this, the woman who's an addict is looking at her hands, and it's like her skin and her fingerprints and everything are like fucking moving, like she's tripping out. Uh, and so she's starting to freak the fuck out while she's there. She can't like from this from this point on. She's literally not a she. She's not okay. She starts freaking out like internally. Um, yeah. Tessa Thompson explains that the shimmer is basically a prism. It reflects. It reflects. Reflects. Refracts. Yeah. I got it. There you go. Uh, it refracts. Not only light, but not only like radio waves, because they can't use any of their communication equipment. It refracts anything, everything, including like DNA and, um, yeah, including DNA and everything like that. So the 
Yeah, because they well they think that there's like a block of radio waves, but they're realizing it's scrambled because it's getting through. It's just scrambled. So then she's like, everything's getting scrambled, molecules, yeah. DNA, whatever. Uh, That's, so those plants yeah. uh, would have the the DNA sequence that builds out basically the basic for humanoid form, which apparently is something that we figured out as a species, which is pretty fucking cool. Uh, they mm-hmm. they name what it is. I wish I knew off the top of my head because I thought that was interesting. Um, so they just think it's plants that are given that now have like the shape of like people, uh, which is so it's like okay. So if that's the thing now, DNA is starting to get scrambled. Who knows what's happening? Which there's we mentioned Natalie Portman's tattoo. Uh, she, there's a point earlier on in the movie where a bruise starts to appear that she doesn't remember after the crocodile attack where a bruise starts appearing on her wrist where the tattoo later mm. shows up and she she was like oh I must have gotten this she doesn't seem to remember how she got the bruise and I feel like that's the tattoo forming because um, she starts to have it yeah. at some point in the movie I didn't notice when yeah it's like it's like lighter I think in, yeah. during the movie Right, if it feels like it, I feel like it's faded in one scene, and then like when it keeps cutting back to her, it's like back at the base. She yeah. has like the full tattoo. Um, so they set up base again. I feel like that's when we get the scene with her. I feel like we get a lot of flashback stuff during that. Uh, uh, she has the affair, says yeah. that she hates the dude, and he's like, "No, you only hate yourself." And she's like, "Nah, hate you too, buddy." Uh, and then. She gets woken up by the attic woman being like, I found your fucking locket of Oscar Isaac. You got to explain. And she knocks her out. And then Dr. Ventress, Josie, and uh, Natalie Portman, who plays Lena, uh, they all wake up mm. on chairs with, like, shit over their mouths or, like, strapped to chairs. And she's freaking out. She's like, it's either, every, it's either everyone got killed or they went crazy and killed each other. And maybe that's what we got to do. Like, she's, she starts going fucking crazy. Uh, I, I'm talking a lot. Jump in at any point. <laughs> Dude. So this was probably my second favorite this scene. scene. I also love this. fucked uh, me up. Also, all right. Correct me if I'm wrong. person I saw, one of the people I saw with friend of the podcast said that the House they're in, the room they're in is Natalie Portman's house. Like it's, I'm, I did not notice that. House. I didn't notice it either. So I don't know if that's. I I, that would just yeah. I don't know. I gotta. That's something I gotta look up or look into or see it again. Um, that's why I want to see this movie again. Uh, so they hear a scream from a woman and they say that sounds like that's Cass, yeah. uh, Shepherd. She might be alive. Uh, you, you know, cause she, cause then she goes, well, Natalie Portman was the only one that confirmed it. So she might've yep. just been lying. We already Oscar know she was Isaac. lying about uh, Oscar Isaac. So I'm going to go check. <laughs> she gets destroyed. Bear noise. And she like comes, a thud. And yeah. it's like, what is this, barricade? And, <laughs> and then... <laughs> all right. So they, she gets tossed through the door. She's back in. The bear's in the house. And the bear was freaking Yo. terrifying. I was like, what the time is I was going just like, on there? So shit. Let's try and describe <laughs> this. 
<laughs> if you thought Barrett Kane made you terrified just of when bears, you thought, wait till just you when see you thought this. It was safe to not be afraid of bears. To go back in the, back in the woods. Um, <laughs> to take a shit in the woods. The so the bear. I don't know how to describe it. That it's, it's huge. It's like half of its, it's skull is exposed. It's massive. First of it's all, it's like, massive. It's got the flesh around its lower jaw, but it, it kind of tapers off, and instead of having flesh on the top of its head, it's just its skull. Yeah, and I feel like one eye is different than the other. One eye is on the side one and one eye is kind on the front. of, it looks like part of a human skull is kind of jammed on there, and it's one eye is like a human skull without eyelids, just kind of like, or a human eye without eyelids. It's, it's like this brown, yeah. humanish eye, and it, you don't see that at first, and then it kind of turns, and it, that eye is like in the light. Well, because it's, it's <sighs> the scene's dark, which I also think was the best way to do that because I felt like if you saw the whole thing in plain light, it would look bad. It would look really dumb. Uh, And it's the perfect way to use CGI and to probably hide a budget that probably wasn't super high um, in comparison to like what they did, what they did versus like what other movies do for like a lot more money. Um, so even if like a really expensive movie did this effect, it would probably look stupid. Like it's, Remember it's Game just of Thrones too much it? to. Yeah, and it. I don't remember wasn't it, good. that episode was, it good? was a bummer. It was in Mar- Beyond the Wall. Yeah, so they hit it well. It was so it's it's roar is her scream. It's like a slightly distorted like version of her up scream. Its fucking monster <laughs> mouth, and then it's like. It's so fucking weird. It's, it's so fun. unsettling. Devin didn't like it. He, he's like, that was dumb. I was like, that freaked me the fuck out, dude. That was just so, like, I got shivers. I was like, that's just That freaked me the fuck crazy. out, too. That really did not. Uh, oh, boy. Oh, yeah. boy, friend of the podcast, Devin. Oh, boy. But, the, uh, the yeah, that fucked me up a lot where I was just like, uh-uh. Like, I've, I feel like I've seen that. Was that a bear roar or was that a train? Uh. Train. I have my okay. window up. Oh, oh, that's up here. Nice. Um, the, uh, uh, I feel like I've seen like the predator does that trick a lot, you know, but but not like this. Yeah, <laughs> which is fucking cool. And then it starts the bear roar a little bit. And I was like, yeah, it's, bear it's kind of just stock. Like, whenever you hear a bear roar, it's in that's everything that saying. has a bear. Yeah. There's like three like, bear roars that like sound <laughs> mixers have. That they rip off of YouTube. <laughs> Shut yeah. up. Uh, the YouTube. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, so that scene. So, uh, Josie. Was it Josie or was that Tessa Thompson? Uh, the, Is the Josie not Tessa Thompson? Completely. Just, I don't know. I If I've been saying I Josie, I mean so Tessa Thompson. The addict that went. That, yeah, so the addict that goes out. Uh, She's like, all right, to be fair, she's not an addict in the movie. She just was an addict yeah. before the movie started. So, like, I feel like I feel like we're kind of underselling the character by calling her that. It's, we just it's her character trait that uh, I remember most and ultimately defines her. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, OK. So in this scene, though, you do find Jennifer out that Jason, she has cancer. Dr. Ventress. Yes. You right. F- I think so. 
You know what? what? Benedict Wong, I, thought, I think, just yes. he's like, oh yeah, no, she had cancer. She was never coming back. I think that's how we find out. We don't. I maybe I missed that thing because I thought that the addict revealed that. I don't remember. I don't know. She says someone. All right, so because I thought at first that she was the one that had cancer too. Everyone's like got double, cancer. Double punch. Um, um, which is also the. I mean, the whole the cancer. sugar kind of is like cancer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like uh, it's a mutation. Uh, it just completely just fucks it's up. Not ourselves necessarily evil. Um, it's just so doing the only thing it knows. Yeah. Yeah. What it is. Um, yeah. Um, and the result of that is obviously a very Mm -hmm. evil and bad thing, but, uh, the, so she, she gets completely fucked up by the bear, which was also a a, a little bit much for me. I was just like, oh my God, like the bear just like basically rips her bottom jaw off, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like way more graphic than I thought this movie was going to give us. Because, like, it teeters on it. The movie, like, you know, it gives you unsettling images, but it's never, like, shocking, like, to the point where you're like, oh, my God. Uh, In the moment, uh, more it's more like it'll sit with you kind of imagery. Uh, This one was just, like, straight up, like, horror movie gore. I was just like, oh, God. Like, oh, everyone in the theater was just like, oh, oh, my theater was packed, by the way. Um, And I was... Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, it was, it was, it was a lot. Um, and then they get knocked around by the bear and basically free themselves because they got knocked uh-huh. around by the bear in the chairs. And does it she, Natalie, Natalie Portman, Portman that gets her goes gun? after Tessa Thompson grabs her gun yeah. and lights it the fuck up in the side of its head, and it like blows out its kind of yeah. humanoid skull. Uh, which was fucking crazy. She just holds down the trigger right next to it, like point blank, and it just keeps Through going. It. Like, and, and it, then it, it doesn't die right away either. And once and she's she done, it's just, it, even then, it's just kind of like, oh boy. <laughs> it it it's Eeyore. <laughs> it's like it. I thought of me myself, me me myself and Irene when he's trying to kill the cow. I've never seen me with that. No, I've never seen. Me Have you seen that movie? <laughs> Oh man, he hits a cow, or someone hits a cow, and he keeps shooting it in the head to like mercy kill it and, and drag it to the side of the road, and it like keeps moving around. Oh, it won't no. die. He tries like he, he tries to, like strangle Jim. it. It's, <laughs> but it's like, but it's like Fairly Brothers like version of onanimatron animatronic cow. So it's like really comical mm. and. You know, it's it's not like yeah. one of them probably <laughs> yeah, it's, voiced it's, it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, Jordan Beale surprised the deer um, in uh, Get Out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I got to rewatch that. Um, yeah. So that the the um, the bear gets lit up. And then I come kind of going blank of what happens after that, but I feel like it, it goes, just goes the, next, to the day. next day. I think Ventress leaves in the night because they're really they're like only a couple hours from the lighthouse, but it was dark, so they they post up. Yeah, it's like a four hour or two says, hour yeah. walk. I think uh, Ventress is like, yeah. I'm leaving. I don't give a shit. 
Uh, and then Natalie Portman's like, oh, like, no, don't do that. And then I think it cuts to the next morning. Uh, Tess Thompson is talking to her basically about the nature of what the Shimmer does and how Natalie Portman and Ventress um, view it. She, I think she says Natalie Portman wants to fight it. Was it? It's one wants to fight it, one wants to not fuck it. <laughs> that, was, that was a bit. Uh, <laughs> fight it, it. One wants to fight it. Wants, one wants to like understand it. I think get out of yeah. it or understand um, it. But she says it much more concisely. I think. I wish I remembered because I think that was important. Um, This is also keep in mind too. This is the first time yep. you see and her with short sleeves. Arms are so you see her fucked up scars, uh, and that yeah. made me really sad. Uh, the but then suddenly she's talking to Natalie Portman, basically being like, "It's not something to fight. It's not something to fear. It's just kind of a. Th- it's just kind of is, and maybe it doesn't have to be that bad." And then suddenly her wrist has like plants growing out of it. And then the next shot, like, she'll, like, stand up and take a step forward and she'll turn. And then the plants are, like, her arms are, like, covered in them. And then, like, cuts back to Natalie Portman, cut back to her. And it's, like, even more, like, they, like, double each, like, cut. And then she just walks away, rounds a corner. Natalie Portman chases after her. And then there's just a field where there's just, like, dozens of the flower people. And she can't see her anywhere. And now Natalie Portman's alone. And I, that scene's kind of, it's weird. It's, it's choppy and very dreamlike, but I really mm-hmm. liked it. Uh, yeah. I heard a lot of like kind of groans in the theater when that scene or like someone was like, what? Like, cause that's kind of where the movie, I feel like this is where the movie starts to take its turn. This is like the turn into the third act and like yeah. the third act is just like, this is where like, this is probably like the make or break part for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, where like it probably divides the audiences. Cause like up to a point it's kind of conventional and like, yeah, it's like, all right, we don't, we don't understand what it is. It's got its own rules. We're starting we're starting to figure out the rules and then it just takes a left turn. Yeah, where Natalie Portman. Right when you think you, you right when you like think you know where it's going. Yeah, because now Natalie Portman's in the woods alone, and the Shimmer has mutated an Indominus Rex for her to fight. And Buddy, <laughs> she lights it up. Um, uh, now, now she goes to the lighthouse, uh, and it's just. And I think they do a title card, and it's just like, oh no. It's one of those ominous title cards. It's like 2001 where I think it's Jupiter and Beyond the Infinite where it's like, oh, no, I don't know what that means, but that's no good. Um, (laughs) Doesn't sound good. (laughs) And then it just gets real, real crazy for like 45 minutes. Um, In this, she gets to light. She's on the beach and it's like, first, I just got to talk about the light. Like, I don't know how they did the shimmer thing. I don't know if that's an in camera or like a. Everything's kind of. It comes off like it could be in camera, but I just kind of ex- thought of it as CGI. It probably was, but it. I really enjoyed it. Like all the light and the yeah. color that because it looks like a prism. You're right. Like mm-hmm. her explanation of it, it's like all rainbowy, but like you know, it kind of looks like when you when there's oil on the ground. Yeah. You know that yeah. look when like a light hits the oil and it's all like that's a mora. Yeah. Yeah. 
it, it's also to go back to dread. It, it reminded me a little bit of the slow mo sequences. It's a little bit of that. Like everything's like mm-hmm. really bright. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of like artificial saturation uh, and light and yeah. It's nice. I like. I I really liked the look of this movie overall. Um, uh, so she's on the beach, sees the lighthouse in the distance. It, there's all these crystal trees around it, which are really cool. Um, and she gets to the front of the lighthouse, and there's like this pile of human skeletons. It's like there's like th- it's like a. It's like they're planted by something. Like, it's like a shrine. But the numbers don't make sense. Like, there's more skull. There's, like, three or four torsos where they're, like, upside down, jammed into the earth. But there's, like, ten skulls or something like that. And then there's just a bunch of, like, other random bones. And it's just kind of like, this is deliberate, but these numbers don't add up. It's not a good sign. Uh, And then the lighthouse itself is covered in, like, this white root. uh, And it's really kind of interesting. She goes inside the lighthouse. There's uh, a burnt. She looks around. This this root is everywhere. There's a hole, like this dark hole, where Ray goes to learn about who her parents are. Uh, in the force, in the Last Jedi. Uh, <laughs> yep, it does look a lot like that. a lot like that. Uh, and then in the corner, there's a burned up body, uh, and like the wall around it is all like burned up too. And then there's a camera pointing at it, uh, and the footage on there is like. I really liked this sequence where it's like the beach, crystal trees, the lighthouse in the distance, the weird boneyard going into the hole, walking down the hole, this crazy like light CGI shit. And then there's like a shot where you find out it's Oscar Isaac. There's a shot of him and like behind him through like this tunnel, you just see like this silhouetted like figure for like a second. Uh, and then it's him. He sits down. And he starts talking to the camera, uh, and he talks about he doesn't even think he's him anymore. Basically, he's like, "I'm not me. Uh, I don't even know if I'm human." Blah 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 blah. Right. Also, yeah. Did he have a southern accent? He kind of did. He didn't really talk too too much in the movie, though. You know what I mean? Well, that's, that's what I'm no. That's what I'm saying. Like in the scene, it sounds like he has a southern accent, and then in the other parts of the movie, it doesn't. So I'm like, that's what uh, you find out in the in the video. He's sitting there, and he's got a flash grenade, phosphorus uh, grenade, mag- yeah. phosphorus grenade, or yeah, and um, he's he's like, this is it's gonna you know. He, Pulls it, it kills him, and then the person you find out the person is other person filming it is him. He, it's another version of him. He says like, "Find Lena for, if you find Lena, like make sure to take care of her, or something like that." And then his mouth is moving, and then you hear Oscar Isaac on the other on the other side go, "Yeah, I will." And I was like, I. I feel like like it's it's the kind of subtle like it doesn't like really jump out kind of thing. But then he burns himself alive with a phosphorus grenade, and then Oscar Isaac comes out, looks at it, and like shuts off the camera. So now Gordon's like, "Holy shit, that was a duplicate!" Ah! So he does a Home Alone turn to the camera, and she goes, "Ah!" <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought the fourth wall break was a little off putting. <laughs> Uh, then she hears noises down the hole, uh, where, uh, she's going to find a crystal that's going to, um, put her in a fourth dimension, uh, and she's going to 
like Ray. I'm doing a Last Jedi thing. Uh. I'm still doing a Last Jedi thing. <laughs> um, and then. Dr. Ventress is down there and her eyes have skin folded over them. And there's like a point where she like looks up and the skin, her eye hole skin like bubbles out. And then when she comes back down, it like kind of compresses back into her eye holes and it really fucked me up. Uh, but then she, Natalie Portman's just like, Hey, Dr. Ventress. Hey, Dr. Ventress, what's going on? Hey, what? <laughs> it's so stupid. Like, Hey, Dr. Ventress, come on. We got to get out of here. I think Oscar Isaac, he's not the... This, this place isn't good. It's not good. What? This is not a good place to be. What? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. Um, <laughs> but when Ventress turns around, her face is completely fine, and she's, like, really crazy. Uh, and she has a weird, crazy speech where she's talking about destruction and how everything's going to pull her apart, and she's like, it's going to be... Annihilation, and then she screams out a bunch of fire while her body burns into light, like in the kingdom of the crystal skull. Uh, and then those particles morph around a lot, and it's a crazy light show for like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like a five minute space odyssey. It's less than five minutes, but yeah, yeah, it, it's considerable, but it's not. You know, I, I kind of wish they just doubled down and made that the end of the movie. Just like keep kept going with it and making it like. Ooh. But then I guess. Wild. Yeah, it's like this. It's very dubstepy because like the, the the whole score in the beginning and throughout the movie is like a simple, just like an acoustic guitar. It's like one you yeah. know, acoustic guitar. I really like the music. Finger picks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very light, very like. James Taylory, I guess, is a good way to describe it. Uh, and then it just turns into like, wow. <laughs> it's very loud, too. It got to the point. It got to the point where I was like, this is like uncomfortably loud, especially when there's like that one loud, like, like there's that consistent hum. And I was like, this is like deafening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like to the point where I think they should like give people a heads up, <laughs> heads up, <laughs> like they did with Star Wars. Uh, th- hey, idiots. there's no sound. Heads up, there's a lot of sound in this one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, idiots, uh, not supposed to hear this. Um, the uh, yeah, so all of her floating, glowing particles, she bursts into glowing particles, and they all like split and multiply and duplicate, and they all converge. And become this undulating mass, which Doctor Strange saw on his trippy 2001 sequence. Um, it's like this biomass thing that's like collapsing in and out of itself. It's really weird. A drop of Natalie Portman's blood gets sucked into it, goes into the epicenter. And then uh, it begins to take a humanoid form into this like... It turns into like the Silver Surfer when he's not all silvery. Uh, it's it's some sort of like tinfoil bio man is literally what I was calling it in my head. She shoots at it a bunch of times, and the bullets like shoot through it, but they kind of curve off in its back, and they're like horns almost on its back where they just like make these crazy archways. Uh, and then she's stuck in the lighthouse with it because she runs out through the hole, and when she gets to the top of the hole, it's already in the lighthouse. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it mimics her movements 
a hundred percent and she can't fucking get away with it from it. And it's like kind of attacking her, but like not quite like if she gets hurt, it's and like falls down. It mimics her movements. If she sits up, it gets up at the same time. It's weird. It's, it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, it is really weird. Um, so then it's, she touches it, I think. And it starts to become her, and it then it does become her, and then there's two Natalie Portmans. Yeah, man, every dude's um, dream, am I right? <laughs> yeah. All oh, right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Two Natalie Portmans, four boobs. <gasps> um, and one butt where each butt cheek is a separate Natalie Portman butt. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a time, Sean, where you add in that Bill and Ted thing. <laughs> Dude, but can you even imagine, man? Could you, like, bro? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. hate me. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, she, so it touches... It, it touches her hands because I, I think she ha- no she picks up a phosphorus grenade. She starts to figure out how it's mimicking her, but as long as she doesn't like run or anything like that, it's not necessarily gonna like hurt her. But it also doesn't seem to be deliberately attacking her. So she picks up another phosphorus grenade, holds it up, and like kind of puts it in its hands. And that's I think when their hands touch, and it sort of starts to duplicate her. And it seems like from where its hands are is where it kind of it'll just kind of pick up properties of things. Uh, uh-huh. So she pulls the pin, and once she does, she kind of runs off real fast. And it seems like the the thing, it's, while it's, like, becoming her, doesn't fully understand. Like, it, it's kind of, like, stuck for a moment. Or even the gesture of her handing it seems like it, like, recognizes that, but it doesn't really know what that means. So it seems like it's confused for a second, and it's enough time for the grenade to go off. Natalie Portman gets to the door, throw it open, and there's a really fucking freaky shot where the door's closing, and she turns around and looks, and it's like her fa- its its face is like shrinking back into the tinfoil bio man, but also which when it does that, it looks burned anyway. While it's like burning, and like that face is like vanishing and like kind of getting all crystally, it was fucking crazy. Mm. Uh. But then the thing's hands are just on fire. They stay on fire. Um, and it's kind of, it's not like freaking out, but it starts to like touch things. And then the lighthouse all starts to go up and it goes back down to the crater, lights up the epicenter of the crater, which seems like maybe a ship or just like a weird meteor crater. Uh, and it burns down the lighthouse. And then all of the shimmer and the crystal trees burn away into ash and the shimmer is gone. And then Natalie Portman explains the rest of her story to, ben- to Benedict Wong. Uh, and she finds out Oscar Isaac, too, is stable. And also, Sean, can you even imagine two Oscar Isaacs, man? It's like every dude's dream, am I right? Just like, oh. two, two Poe Dameron's and two uh, Padme Amidala's. Can we talk about that they're both in Star Wars? When you say Did two Poe Dameron's, man, are you talking about his... Wang, I was trying to make a another joke. Trying to talk about his next wing. <laughs> um, she finds out that once the shimmer had dissipated, he completely stabilized and is like fine. So she goes down to see him, 
and she's talking to him. It's just like, you're not Kane, are you? And he's like, I don't think I am. Uh, and then he's like, and are you who you went in as, basically? She's like, she doesn't answer. And he's just kind of like, oh, yeah, that's great. And then they hug uh, and then zoom in on his eyes. And they have the shimmer in it. Zoom in on her eyes, has the shimmer in it. And then the door slowly closes and then the movie ends. And it's a real trippy credit sequence. Yeah. Um, I love the ending. Yeah. Um, the last scene, meaning I was wasn't too crazy about the whole alien, like humanoid goo, warm liquid goo <laughs> phase. Um, uh, but overall, I think I sat on this movie a lot. I just like was keep going over it in my when head, and I was like, oh, you know, I saw it Friday night. Oh, word! Um, I just saw it today. Yeah, um, yeah. So Sunday. I was like. I don't want to say anything to Andrew. I want to hear what he has to say about it. Maybe he can sway me one way or the other. I definitely need to see it again. I definitely think this is a movie that requires multiple viewings to get the full experience. Um, I do recommend it just because it's like a weird, cool sci-fi that's not a freaking comic book movie um, or Star Wars. Um, It's got a great cast. Um, sorry, I'm like, like kind of wrapping this up fast. I just have to do something. Uh, Devin has to help me carry something into this truck oh. that I have to return tomorrow. Oh, I was so, gonna. I feel uh, like I haven't he, even tried to sway you yet about how it's all self destruction. No. <laughs> Who knows? Well, no. Well, I think I. Yeah, no. It. Well, you've like throughout the whole episode we talked Not really, about can, it, and like can I, I do. Can I, I don't. Can I you try it real quick just to wrap it up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So go it's, for it. It's the whole thing. Is there? If you take all the sci-fi elements out, if you try and take them out, like sci-fi shit should be a metaphor for other things. And if this is about self-destruction, their marriage basically was falling apart. So I was like, what the fuck does this end to sequence mean? They both end up doing the same things. I feel like Oscar Isaac's character seemed like he was more willing to go to the brink in terms of like their marriage is falling apart. How does this affect me? I'm a soldier. I'm just going to keep doing this kind of shit. He goes to such a place where... He completely destroys himself, basically, and a new person comes out of the experience. Natalie Portman does the same thing. She doesn't quite go as far, and she's able to come back her still her same self. However, very changed, but she's still like her actual self. Uh, Tessa Thompson's character saw the beauty in what self-destruction kind of can be. There was a peacefulness with it for her. So she didn't want to fight or anything. She just saw it as like a natural thing. And so it seemed like she was almost able to will the shimmer into just like making her into flowers. And it was a much more peaceful way to go. Uh, It seemed kind of like Shepard and the other girl both got killed by the bear because they, it, it seemed like that I don't have completely figured out. I, I don't see it completely how it works. Mm-hmm. But I think the main thing is the Oscar Isaac and Natalie Portman thing, where they were. Yeah, I mean, because they are the main characters. They're main characters, and um, it should go back to the fact that their marriage is falling apart because of her affair. And, like, it's. If there's something like that that would happen between two people, it's not completely out of the question that, like, 
one of them is going to go and basically self-destruct completely while the other one's going to go. And they're, they're both probably going to self-destruct in their own ways as a result of that. It just is the different degrees of that where it's like mm-hmm. that happens. Say there's a marriage that falls apart because I'm like that. If they ever meet up again and talk, they're completely they're the, the same people, but completely different. It, it feels like a sci-fi sci-fi explanation for that, which might not. That was the impression I got. I might not be explaining it too well, but I don't know. It worked. No, oh, I it like that. For me, even the whole thing with the duplicate. I like that a lot. You can go so far where you have to basically rebuild yourself and you're like a completely new person or get to the brink, decide that's not what I want to do and fight your way back to being still you kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, that's a good explanation. That's what I got. I definitely need to see yeah. it again. I like or that. just listen to me describe I the plot it. for an hour again. <laughs> I like the movie. I don't think I loved it yeah. yet. I get that. Um, I do think everyone should see it, though. I think it's pretty worth it's seeing. seeing. More um, movies like this should make a shitload of money. And it made like 11. I think it yeah. opened third or fourth this weekend, which isn't bad for some like an R-rated random sci-fi movie. Like 11 million for this. It's not bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Word of mouth. Um, yeah, I think so. Um, uh, I'm going to, you know, kind of wrap this up. Do you have anything else to say? Um, I, I just I want to also, side note, I just got the Disaster Artist book. Ooh, I'm going to read it. Good. I'm starting to read it today. Uh, nothing else um, I really feel like to say on this. It's just, it's just good. There's definitely probably little things that, like, didn't notice, like the tattoo and stuff. I'm sure there's more things like that. There's more thematic things, I'm sure, to get. Uh, I feel they say something about when the bear killed Shepard, it probably absorbed some of her essence, and which is why it was able to kind of mimic her. I feel like that mm-hmm. might have been why the Attic woman had the tattoo on her arm, and she, I feel like she probably would have blamed Natalie Portman for her death in a way, uh, which might have been why Natalie Portman like absorbed some of her. I don't know. That was the thing I was thinking about. Interesting. Um, Interesting. So, there's there's more I could talk about, but I I don't have anything else. Uh, other than that, I watched The Tick recently, which was good. Oh yeah, yeah. I gotta watch that. Season two it comes just, out well, soon. Well, right? it's the second half of season one. There's only like twelve episodes. It's fun. Uh, okay. I know, a friend of ours uh, yeah. we went to school with worked on it. So I uh, who Cody? Yeah. Oh. Um, also, I uh, we should do Oscars this week because it's on Sunday. Yeah, are we gonna be able to do yeah. it? I think I'm free probably Tuesday, Wednesday, possibly. I, I don't know, but I'm booked. Choose, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll let you maybe know. Maybe Wednesday, we'll talk but I, I gotta see. I'm gonna see if I can find some of the movies online. Probably, Ugh. but yeah. yeah. Um, all right, man. This was yeah, a good man. talk. I liked it. I uh, hope everyone checks yeah. it out and uh, review our podcast, comment, like our stuff, uh, subscribe to our podcast, oh, listen to us. us so we can get that great money. Um, and uh, thanks for listening. And now I'm hearing myself. Something happened. You there, Andre? I'm not hearing you. I'm getting an echo of myself, man. I lost you.
All right, technical problems coming in right at the end. Did I mute you? I think I muted you. Uh, I see Sean mouthing words at me. Why is it? And I hear my own self. Mike, for some reason, my maybe Devin turned my car on because uh, Bluetooth. My phone audio went to my Bluetooth. Oh, cool! Um, Hi, Devin. (laughs) So (laughs) now you're back to me now. Uh, So yeah. I might try to cut that out, nah, but uh, my side at least. Uh, and cool. Uh, thanks for right, listening, everybody. Uh, thank you, and uh, have, have a good a night. Good shimmering night. <laughs>